0: Welcome to the live broadcast of a service for the worship of God which is coming to you from the sanctuary of Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church in Richmond, Virginia.
1: Good morning. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Good morning and welcome to Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church. I am co-pastor Joanna Sidnor. And here at Grace Covenant, we welcome all to worship, whether in person, whether listening on the radio, whether online, we welcome all visitors and members alike. We greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This morning, I'd like to draw to your attention um, the announcements, and I'm going to highlight a few that are in your bulletin. Uh, You all are invited uh, to the ordination service of co-pastor Calvin and myself on Saturday, February the 12th at 11 a.m. A reception will follow the worship service. All women are invited to join the evening circle for Bible study, fellowship, and service. The evening circle meets the second Tuesday of the month at 7 p.m. in room 212. Cheryl Jacobs will lead the study of the women of the Bible, Speak, the Wisdom of 16 Women and Their Lessons, for today by Shannon Bream. Join us on Wednesday for Wednesday night supper at uh, 6 p.m., Wednesday, February 9th. Uh, you, you, you can join us for a healthy, uh, homemade meal. It is the best meal in town. $7 per person, $5 for seniors, and $15 for families. The next discipleship book discussion will be Thursday, February the 24th at 8 from 8 to 9 p.m. by Zoom. They will be discussing Alan Hilton's book, A House United. Now, let us prepare our hearts and minds to worship the Lord.
2: Please stand and join me with the call to worship as printed in your bulletin. In your wisdom, O God, you call us here to worship you. We gather alive to the word of God. You call us to be fully alive with your abundant with your with life abundant, ready to listen and respond with heart, soul, strength, and mind. Yes. You call us to be always watchful for your word of wisdom, sometimes startling and unexpected, sometimes still and quiet, but always dwelling among us. We watch and wait for the word of God.
0: Once again, welcome to the live broadcast of a service for the worship of God, which is coming to you from the sanctuary of Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church at 1627 Monument Avenue in Richmond, Virginia. This is the 99th year of radio ministry at Grace Covenant. Today's date is February the 6th, 2022, and today's broadcast is number 5027. This morning's sermon, entitled, Caught by Christ will be delivered by Dr. Calvin Sidner IV, our Covenant Co-Pastor. Assisting in the service today are Joanna Sidner, Covenant Co-Pastor, Christopher Martin, Director of Music and Organist, the Chancel Choir, and liturgist Megan McWilliams, our family ministry intern. Our opening hymn is, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which is number 11 in the hymn book.
2: You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind this is the greatest and first commandment and the second is like it you shall love your neighbor as yourself on these commandments hang all the all of the law and the prophets as God has instructed us in these great commandments and because we have not lived in full obedience let us now confess our sins to God trusting Christ as our Savior and Lord Please join me now in the prayer of confession as printed in your bulletin. Holy and merciful God, in your presence we confess our sinfulness, our shortcomings, and our offenses against you. You alone know how often we have sinned, in wandering from your ways, in wasting your gifts, in forgetting your love. Have mercy on us, O Lord. For we are ashamed and sorry for all we have done to displease you. Forgive our sins and help us to live in your light and walk in your ways for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Savior. I kept silence, my body wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me, my strength was dried up, and as by the heart, the heat of summer, then I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not hide my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave me guilt of my sin.
1: Let us pray Lord to whom shall we go you have the words of eternal life help us now to hear and obey what you say to us today through Christ our Lord amen this morning's Old Testament reading comes from Isaiah chapter 6 verses 1 through 8 Listen for the word of the Lord. In the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lofty, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphs were at his atten- in attendance above him. Each had six wings. With two they covered their faces, and with two they covered their feet and with two they flew and one called to another and said holy 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 is the lord of hosts the whole earth is full of his glory the pivots on the threshold shook at the voices of those who called and the house filled with smoke and i said woe is me i am lost For I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphs flew to me, holding a live coal that had been taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. The seraph touched my mouth with it and said, Now that this has touched your lips, Your guilt has departed, and your sin is blotted out. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
3: The Gospel reading comes from Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Listen again for the word of the Lord. Once while Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesareth, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out to them, and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. He had finished speaking when he had finished speaking. He said to Simon, "Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch." Simon answered, "Master." We have worked all night long, but have not caught, but have caught nothing. Yet, if you say so, I will let down the nets. When he had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. For now you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as your word is proclaimed, we may hear what you are saying to us today. Now let the words of your servant's mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ, Amen. The sermon title this morning is Caught by Jesus. After Jesus was rejected, preaching that Christ came for all peoples in his hometown, Luke 4. Verses 21 to 30, Jesus went to preach at the synagogues in Capernaum, where the people were astonished by his authority and power, because even the demonic spirits cried out in a loud voice saying, let us alone and said, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Later in chapter four, Simon's mother would be cured along with all who were sick, with the demons shouting, You are the Son of God. But Jesus rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew that he was the Messiah. As we enter our text today, Jesus' ministry is very popular. He is standing by the lake, a where a concert-like crowd wanting to hear their favorite musician or group were pressing in on him to hear the word of God. How awesome would that be here today? Seeking to ease the pressing crowds, Jesus saw two boats in the water. Josephus, a first-century Jewish historian, noted that approximately 200 vessels were on the water at any given time. But this day, Jesus picks Simon Peter's boat. He gets in, asks him to pull away a bit from the shore, and sits in the now-floating pulpit to continue teaching the word of God. After teaching the crowds, instead of returning to shore, he tells Simon, let's go fishing, saying, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. I wonder if Simon heard a request from Jesus. He said to himself, we've been there and done that. Or say in his heart, I am the expert at fishing, and we have done all the best first century fishing techniques, and today is just not our day. Simon responds to Jesus' request to go out to the deep And cast their net, saying in verse five, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Remaining in our experiences and understanding can be an early option over trusting and following Jesus, to remain status quo and not rock the spiritual boat. But Jesus had insight. And knew experiencing the presence of the Lord required an answer to God's grace. The crowd's response to the word of God was a divine response, where they would press, as verse 1 says, on him to hear the word of God. But Simon and some other fishermen would need to go on a fishing trip of a lifetime that they might experience the miraculous presence of the Lord where they would see God and invite others to participate. But first, Peter had to let down their nets to reveal the abundance of the Lord beyond human imagination and expectation. A miracle to know the awesome presence of the Lord. It is in our insufficiency before the Lord Christ reveals his amazing presence, embraces us, and graciously transforms us for God's purpose, where we live not indifferent to the word, but a trusting servant. Growing up, I remember hearing the Marines commercial in the mid 80s that said, we are looking for a few good men. While I was an army brat, I felt a sense of awe because everybody in the commercial seemed like they were working hard for a common purpose. Today, Jesus is looking for good and faithful servants to follow him. How does the Lord get our attention? What kind of person does the Lord use? And what must we do to follow Jesus? Well, first, the Lord gets our attention through the proclaimed word of God. This day, Jesus preached not on a mountainside, in a grand city, or a prime location, but the ordinariness of a lake. Some suggest the northwest part of the Sea of Galilee. The large crowds pressed Jesus because they wanted to hear the word of God. Of God. The Word of God has a way of encouraging our hearts toward Jesus and one another. The phrase Word of God is mentioned almost 20 times in Luke, Acts, but only once in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 15, verse 6, and once in Mark, chapter 7, verse 13. Luke reveals the power of the Word in that in this gospel, Jesus is the only one who preaches the word of God, unlike in Acts, where it is the church and the power of Jesus. We must be willing to proclaim God's word, that God gets the attention of others. Acts four, Acts 8 and 4 rather says, Now those who were scattered went from place to place, proclaiming the word. The word requires ears to hear and when accepted causes growth for God is bodily present in the person of Jesus Christ. The word of God can be proclaimed anywhere and at any time. We must be willing to venture into new spaces and sometimes even uncomfortable places to speak in the power of God's word. It is often in those dark and unseen places, the wilderness seasons of our lives, where we can clearly hear the voice of God. Hebrew four and 12 reminds us, indeed, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing until it divides soul from spirit, Joints from marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The word of God also reminds us that God is present with us. Jesus stood with the crowds at the lake shore and he sat in Simon's boat in the shallow waters and the deep. Jesus stands with us today wherever we may be in good times and in bad, in the power of the Spirit that captures our attention to claim Christ as Lord. The Word of God is a place that reveals to us His healing power and where we encounter the grace of Christ. The Lord can use anyone But desires people who have ambition for Christ. Verse 2 tells us the fishermen were busy washing their nets. God works through people who are motivated or open to God's message. The fishermen worked to clean their nets. These nets were special. They would span vertically from the surface to the bottom of the lake and could recover fish from the outer, wider mesh, sandwiching the fine inner mesh. After use, the nets required washing to clean the silt and weeds, even if they caught no fish. Beloved, we must not be lazy for the Lord. Romans 12 and 11 says, do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord We must not be numb to the word of God, but desire to listen and serve the Lord who wants our hearts. I bet we all know someone at work or certainly here at Grace Covenant who is doing something incredible in their careers, yet still putting Christ first. Ambition for walking with Christ prioritizes a faith that matters to God and a belief that matters to our families, friends, and the world. We desire to serve the Lord with gladness by trusting the word of God. Jesus is inviting you and me to redirect our energies and to draw upon him to lead our paths and to guide our steps. This is Jesus standing invitation to us. Our hospitality often reflects our acceptance to serve God. Our hospitality uh, is not different than what Simon showed when he showed openness to Jesus for allowing him to preach on his boat and responding to Jesus who in verse three asked him to put out a little bit from the shore. Seeking Christ in our lives opens the constricted areas where we can have heightened and expanded opportunities and horizons for what the Lord has for us today. What does Jesus want us to do? He reminds us we can forsake the safe harbor and launch into the deep where there's no safety except the command of the Lord. Verse 4 says, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deeper water and let down your nets for a catch. The Lord is calling us to follow Jesus and petitions us to rely and trust on him. It is easy to play it safe, waiting in the shallow waters of life. It is not always comfortable to go beyond our emotional and spiritual means. But Jesus is calling us to not play it safe, but to rely on him in faith. Playing it safe with our faith is where we are self-assured in our might. But when we keep the faith, we can wade in the deep waters, knowing we can rest in the reliable hand of our God leaning on the command of the lord we do not have to be anxious in our lives our ministries or the future of christ's church trust in the one who came for us loves us keeps us and blesses us in the deep end jesus begins our journey for discipleship like peter He is not calling us away from our gifts, but challenging us into a bolder practice of them. If you are a preacher, preach the word of God. If you are a teacher, be a courageous teacher. If you are a caregiver, be an assuring caregiver. Even when failure seems imminent, this is when especially we should turn boldly to Christ. Simon and his peers experienced professional loss that day. Frustrated and exhausted, Simon said to Jesus, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. We can learn two real world responses by Simon's reaction to Jesus. First, Simon, the man of the world, Frustrated by the fishing failure, expressed his disappointment. Second, Simon, the man of faith, recognized Jesus as master. We must respond knowing that Jesus is Lord when our experience states otherwise. The faith that all believers should have. When we doubt the word of God, Jesus often reveals the remarkable presence of the Lord in our midst. Perhaps it is a miraculous healing, a financial blessing, a restored relationship. Whatever it was, you felt overwhelmed by the presence of the Lord. Simon had such an overwhelming experience. A Jesus-inspired catch so great that all, would, all were amazed should have met with great joy instead was overshadowed by unworthiness. The miraculous catch revealed the miracle of the Lord's presence. Have you ever experienced the extraordinary and profound reality of the Lord that shook your soul? The word Lord is used 30 times in this gospel so far, all with reference to the Lord God. In Peter's divine understanding of the Lord's presence, he confesses his sin and his faith. Our confessions recognize the mortal wound of sin and the undeserving to be in the presence of holiness. The prophet Isaiah read earlier, experienced humiliating ineligibility when he met the presence of the Lord in Isaiah 6 and 5. When he said, woe is me, I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips. In Simon's woe moment, he fell to his knees in great submission and said to Jesus, go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. But Jesus, our encounter with grace, not only invokes the recognition of guilt and shame, but draws us to God. Praise be to God, even in our unworthiness, we can recognize Jesus as Lord, the one who saves us into his transformative love and forgiveness. American discipleship is often viewed from an individualistic perspective. But we must guard against the consumeristic view that Christ meets only our personal needs. Our God is sovereign. Jesus uses uh, Simon Peter as the leader but reveals the corporate response in verse 9 and 10 that says, For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Yet Jesus uses Simon Peter in the New Commission, saying, From now on, you will be catching people. The NIV uses the words to fish instead of to catch. But both in the Greek also mean to capture alive. Peter, James, and John's call in the service of capturing souls for Christ or fishing to save people is a beautiful metaphor for Christ's incarnational presence in simple human terms. Disciples in Christ's power save others into abundant life. Jesus has caught Peter by a miracle of grace And he commissions Peter to catch people likewise. Christ's love net is cast for us, that his love covers and fills us where we desire to go out and share the good news of Jesus with our very being. Our world, our everything should be bound up in following the one who makes us worthy. Matthew 4 and 22 and Mark 1 and 20 account the disciples left their boat and followed their father. But Luke accounts the pinnacle claim of Christ on believers. They left everything and followed Jesus. Christ calls us to leave all of our old habits, all of our own mindsets, all of which holds us back and keeps us in bondage from following Jesus. While this can seem scary, Jesus reminds us as he did Simon, don't be afraid. We are reassured in God's grace and enabled by forgiveness to follow Jesus. Beloved, we serve a God in Jesus who has power and authority, who stands with us and reveals his word to us, who graciously sits with us and invites us to put out into the deeper water as believers where God's glory and the net of Christ's grace we cannot escape. Where we are caught by Christ, that we follow him to catch a multitude of people through God's word. The bounty that overflows like two boats full of fish that their nets are beginning to break. If Christ has caught you, follow him. Follow him at the lakeside or on the boat. Follow him at home. Follow him at school. Follow him at work. Follow him no matter where you are that others might witness for themselves and experience the abundance and presence of the Lord that invites us into service. Hear the word of God that your hearts will press towards Jesus. Amen. Please stand as we sing hymn number 269 in the red hymnal, Jesus Calls Us.
0: You are listening to the live broadcast of a worship service at Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church. You have just heard this morning's sermon entitled, Caught by Christ, which was delivered by Dr. Calvin Sidner IV, our covenant co-pastor. The congregation will now join in singing, Jesus Calls Us, which is number 269 in the hymn book.
1: Brothers and sisters in Christ we have responded to the word and song let us now respond affirming our faith by stating the Apostles Creed as written in your bulletin I believe in God the Father Almighty maker of heaven and earth and in Jesus Christ his only Son our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Ghost born of the Virgin Mary suffered under Pontius Pilate and life everlasting. Amen.
3: seated. With joy we offer our gifts to God as a sign of our deep devotion and covenant faithfulness. And now brothers and sisters in Christ, I invite each of us to give as we feel called to support the ministries of this church prayerfully under Christ. Ministries of worship and Christian education Ministries of fellowship and congregational care, ministries of service to our neighbors near and far. You can give online at our online site, gracecovenant.org, or at the offering plates located at the back of the sanctuary. Please give as the Spirit leads. To God be the glory for all the blessings of our lives. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, multiply these gifts and increase their usefulness. Magnify your purposes in their distribution to the end that your kingdom may come and your will may be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.
4: Sisters and brothers, as this is the first Sunday of the month, we gather as well this morning around the Lord's table for communion and the Lord's Supper. And as we do so, we remember uh, that this is a table of remembrance, of transformation, and of hope. In remembrance, we look back to Christ's saving life, death, and resurrection for us, for the ways that God came incarnate as Christ to catch us up, and to rescue us from all that has led us astray from God. In this present moment, we look to the ways that this bread and this fruit of the vine can transform us to become more Christ-like, more loving and compassionate, more just and peaceful, more forgiving and patient. We look to the ways that this bread and this fruit of the vine, through the power of the Holy Spirit, can help us lean and live into God's love for us. And in hope, we look to the future, to the day in which Christ will return, and there will be the new creation, when God's kingdom will reign fully on earth as it is in heaven, and when we will be reunited with those who have gone before us, those we have lost, and when we will be fully united with our Lord and our Savior. And it is also a day in which we will enjoy... Uh, rich feasts and well-aged wines of which this bread and this fruit of the vine are but a foretaste. So as we think on all these things, I invite you now to join me in a prayer. Lord, we are so grateful to be gathered in your name. We are so grateful that we are not our own, but that you formed us in your image and as part of your good creation so that we might thrive in your abundance. And Lord, we are so inexpressibly grateful that when we fell into sin, you fell into Mary's womb. You came chasing after us, incarnate as Christ, Son of the Father through the power of the Holy Spirit, to catch us up, to rescue us from our wayward hearts, and to ultimately heal us from the illness of sin and death, so that we might live in your life-giving ways. So, Lord, we gather around this table with thankful hearts, and we gather not because we are well, but because we need to be made well in and through your gracious, abiding love and care for us. And it's in Christ's name that we pray and give these thanks. And, Lord, we also ask your blessing as well over the donations that were brought today for Feed More May they be a blessing to those who are wrestling with hunger as we all look and work towards a day when there is no more hunger and everyone has the nourishing food that they need to thrive and flourish under you. We pray all these things in Christ's name. Amen. On the night when our Lord Jesus was betrayed and arrested, he took bread And after he blessed it, he broke it and he gave it to his disciples. And he said, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup and he said, This cup is the new covenant sealed in my blood, shed for the forgiveness of sins. So often as you drink of it, do this in remembrance of me. Brothers and sisters, as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, we proclaim our Lord's saving death until he comes again. This is the table of God for the people of God. And I invite you as you receive the bread to hold it so that we might eat together. And there are, is also gluten-free bread each tray. I invite you as well to do the same with the cup as you receive it, hold it, so that we might drink together. This is a four tastes of God's feast for us. May we each be nourished.
0: Friends of grace Co- While the members and friends of Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church are being served the communion elements of bread and wine, let us turn to reflect on the significance of the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper is one of two sacraments, both of which are visible signs, instituted by Christ, of God's invisible grace. The first sacrament is baptism, baptism signifies God's welcome of the individual into the household of faith. As such, it is a once-in-a-lifetime event. The second sacrament, the Lord's Supper, signifies and communicates God's continuing spiritual nourishment and support of believers. Thus, it is repeated frequently. Both of these sacraments are extensions of the Word of God read and preached, signs of the gospel of the grace of God in Jesus Christ, as proclaimed in the sermon. The communion service is, not, is at once a memorial of Christ's sacrificial death A renewal of the spiritual relationship of believers with him and with each other in the community of faith and an anticipation of the great heavenly banquet yet to come by this supper we are brought into closer communion with God and with other Christians not only those present at this particular service but also with those in all times and places those spread around the world and those who have gone on before us the great communion of all the Saints That is why the sacrament of the Lord's Supper is also referred to as communion.
4: Broken for you. The body of Christ broken for you. The body of Christ broken for you. The body of Christ broken for each one of us. Take and eat. Christ shed for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. The blood of Christ shed for each one of us. Take
3: Christ calls his people to be a praying people. Let us pray. We praise and thank you, O Lord, that you have fed us with your word and at your table. Grateful for your gifts and mindful of the communion of your saints. We offer to you our prayers for all people. God of compassion, we remember, before you, the poor and the afflicted, the sick and the dying, prisoners and all who are lonely, the victims of war, injustice, inhumanity, and all others who suffer from whatever their sufferings may be called. O Lord of Providence, holding the destiny of the nations in your hand, we pray for our country, Inspire the hearts and minds of our leaders that they, together with all of our nation, may seek first your kingdom and righteousness so that order, liberty, and peace may dwell with your people. O God, the creator, we pray for all nations and peoples. Take away the mistrust and lack of understanding that divide your creatures Increase in us the recognition that we are all your children. O oh, Savior God, look upon your church in its struggle upon the earth. Have mercy on its weakness. Bring to an end its unhappy divisions and shatter its fears. Look also upon the ministry of your church. Increase its courage, strength, and inspire its witness to all people, even to the ends of the earth. O Lord of peace, bless our congregation, heal those who are ill, comfort those who are grieving, reassure those who feel troubled and frightened by what the future may hold. O Spirit of Christ, Give us a joy that outlasts our sorrows. Give us a hope stronger than the despair of our discouragement. And give us a new belief that we have reason to rejoice. To be glad for who we are and because you made us and gave us life. And all we have is a gift from you. We especially pray this week for victims and their families of the Bridgewater College shooting in other college campus bomb threats, contentious political and economic policies that hurt the least of these, COVID-19 deaths that have topped 900,000 lives and many families affected, the financial uncertainty of families and businesses, people recovering from surgery or other procedures. Those who have committed and contemplate suicide because the weight of the world's or self expectation is too great. Victims of violence in our community and the world, political instability around the world, those affected by snowstorms in the Midwest, and those who mourn the loss of loved ones. Author of grace and God of love, send your Holy Spirit's blessing to your children, here present and those away listening. Keep our hearts and thoughts in Jesus Christ, your Son, our only Savior, who has taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. children of God caught by Christ, Jesus releases us to be fishers of people. Go in peace in the knowledge of God's power. Go in confidence in the knowledge of God's strength. Go in joy in the knowledge of God's love. Now, people of God, hear now these words of blessing.
0: For the past hour, you have been listening to the worship service at Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church in Richmond, Virginia. Also assisting in today's service was Rev. Dr. Nelson Revely, pastor for Discipleship. Please join us again next Sunday through our radio ministry or in our sanctuary at 1627 Monument Avenue. And also a reminder that the Sidner's ordination service will be this Saturday, February 12th at 11 a.m. in the sanctuary. Your announcer today has been John Harris, and the engineer was Steve Kemp. This service streams live and can be accessed through the Grace Covenant website, which is grace-covenant.org. We now return you to the Truth Network on WLES 590 on your AM dial and 97.7 on your FM.